Welcome to Discovering Our Very Best podcast with Chris Conley and Deb Ellis. Stay tuned after this message from our sponsor. With all the headlines, are you wondering if your retirement savings will last? The market's ups and downs can keep you guessing, especially if you're approaching retirement or considering it. Your Edward Jones advisor, Daryl Olson, can help. If you have more questions than answers about what's next, you can work together to help ensure you're prepared for your journey. After all, retirement isn't the end of the trek, it's a new beginning. Stop by the office at 125 South Main Street in Bell Fountain. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome to Discovering Our Very Best podcast with Chris Conley and Deb Ellis. The goal of this podcast is to share thoughts, stories, and ideas, enabling you to become all that God created you to be. Always remember, when there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. Hi, I'm Debbie Ellis. And I'm Chris Conley. In our previous sessions, we had reviewed the Holy Moments book by Matthew Kelly. Remember, you can pick up a free copy of the book at Darren Olson's Edward D. Jones office that's located near the courthouse in Bell Fountain or the Rise FM studio near the famous Dairy Queen in Bell Fountain. Now we're going to lift that two-dimensional words that are written in the book into kind of a realistic 3D application, and we're highlighting the Brain Injury Support Group here in Logan County. And with us today is Becky Weber, who started it and has sustained it and has given so much of her life to helping other people in our community that are dealing with difficulties. And we are very, very fortunate to have this support group in Bell Fountain and all the volunteer time she puts in to making it happen. So I think it's a perfect example of how holy moments are embodied in a practice that we can all tangibly see and feel and can hopefully help us. So stepping back, The crucial question you might ask is, what is a holy moment? The author defines a holy moment, quote, as a single moment in which you open yourself to God. You make yourself available to him. You set aside personal preference and self-interest. And for one moment, you do what you prayerfully believe God is calling you to do, unquote. Now, obviously, what Becky started was a tiny holy moment that has grown and empowered so many people and has done so much good for the people and their families. So today, Becky, I'll let you start and maybe you could tie in with that and what precipitated the beginning of the Brain Injury Support Group. My personal story is that my daughter in 1989 was going to Ohio State University. It was her sophomore year and she was crossing High Street and was hit by a car. Late that night, we get a call from a doctor at the TBI, Traumatic Brain Injury Trauma Unit, saying, ASAP, get here. Your daughter is very serious. No parent likes to receive that call. So with lots of prayers for our daughter to survive and for us to have the strength to get through this moment was a moment that was life-changing in our lives forever. So you went to the hospital, and then what happened with Julie? How long was she there? What did the doctor say at that point? She was at the hospital in a coma for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then several months later, after rehabilitation, and, you, you know, you... 
you have to she had to learn to talk she lost voids of memory she um, had to have PT OT lots of therapies so it was a it was a long recovery but it's so unfortunate that what you've developed came out of a personal tragedy for your daughter but I think you and your family was determined to do the best you can to help Julie get back to a quote-unquote normal life. And maybe along with that, Julie's was a head trauma. What other types of, what would be familiar with for brain injury? What other things would cause brain injuries? Concussions are noted as a brain injury. Strokes are noted as a brain injury. You know, a brain bleed, anything that affects your brain would be probably classified as a brain injury. So your support group really is addressing all those different facets and causes of a brain injury. Correct. That kind of makes up the composite of the people that you see. And I'm probably going to ask you, you can even share right now, what would be some examples of people, members that you're currently working with in the brain injury group what are some of their stories? You know, that's your personal story. Do you have some stories you'd want to share? About? We have a young man that graduated from high school at 19 and was looking forward to in the fall going to his college. And he uh, was starting to have some dizziness and headaches, and they found a brain tumor. The surgeon said, we really need to remove that. So they set the appointment, but his tumor burst two days before and caused him to suffer a brain injury. He had to learn to walk and had a hard time speaking. And so he had what's called aphasia. And that's where you're having trouble finding your words or saying the right word. And what I can say about this young man is he has improved with therapies and he is, he's done some amazing things with his uh, disability. He has an arm that doesn't move very well, but is improving. And the best thing about him is he was able to get a job and work, and so with a lot of help and services. So, so that was a successful step right. in, in the right direction. Anybody else that you'd want to share just a few, few lines about? We have a... Um, a lady who was or is an RN and was working as director of nursing. When she went to leave, she fell backwards on black ice. And um, that changed her life forever. And she had a very long recovery and uh, could not go back to work. And to listen to these stories and what they go through is pretty heart-wrenching. I would guess some people would think about injuries like from car accidents. Have you had people that have been involved in? We had a uh, high school girl that was texting and driving mm -hmm. and hit a tree. She died a couple times on the table. The sad thing is she really had trouble ever coming back to the way she was at all. She just is probably a 12-year-old. She's probably 35 now. We went to the high school, Bell Fountain High School, to do a... Uh, like a seminar a, or a presentation. A presentation. It was PowerPoint, mm -hmm. and we had the mother and the daughter standing there, oh, wow. and you could hear a pin drop. Those students with their 
photos of the hospital and the car, how it was, mm. you couldn't hardly tell what it was. Gee. It was, uh, and we did that with AAA, and uh, that was, I hope, will affect people. And now the Ohio law, you, you can't text and drive, but hopefully that will stay will with impact the, some yeah. of the listeners. For sure. So really, you probably could go story after story about people that are in the brain injury support group, and what brings them there are all sad stories. They're not stories that any of us want to happen in our lives, but they do happen. So I guess the next step is, once people know about the brain injury support group, where do you meet, you know, what times, and then probably much more important is what do you do during those meetings to help those who have sustained such tragedy? It's just a tragedy. We meet at Mary Rutan the fourth Monday of every month, 6.30 to 8.30. It's real important for people that have experienced a head injury and their caregivers to talk to each other because nobody knows what it's like to have a brain injury except another person that has a brain injury. Caregivers get so much support from another caregiver. You know, what do I do? I mean, there's just, the meetings are just overpowering because so much connection and uh, and the help that they can give each other. So it's not only the victim or the person suffering from a brain injury, their spouse or their mother, father, children, whoever cares for them can come, would come to that meeting. Correct. Correct. And we... We've lost several caregivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, very stressful for the caregivers. Now, if someone were to get in touch, how is the way, let's say I'm out there and I had a, a stroke or my mom had a stroke and I need support, how would we get a hold of you? Is it through the hospital or what's you the You know, our way? number, our website okay. is, uh, or our website, our phone number and info is with Mary Rutan. Mm-hmm. Dodd Hall has sent me quite a few mem- uh, members. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, my number's there. We have flyers we've made out. We advertise March's Brain Injury Awareness Month, so we br- always advertise. And, and we we do fundraisers. You know, we try to stay out there so mm-hmm. people will know. But it's unless you really experience a head injury or someone in your family. Right. You you just don't know. Now you meet which Monday of the month at Mary The Routine? fourth Monday. And you're at the main hospital? We're at the main hospital in a conference room across from the cafeteria. So somebody, if they wanted, could just come that night. And Correct. If they don't get a hold. But otherwise, they could call Mary Routine Hospital, and they would give them the contact for you because you're the volunteer that heads up everything and like if they google support groups okay like i had received a call from elyria ohio like at 12 o'clock midnight a woman's husband had just been in a motorcycle accident and she did not know where to turn and was just Mm -hmm. having a terrible time i mean it just happened a couple days before so she was reaching out so i think i talked to her almost five nights in a row, and it was always between 11 and 12 midnight. But, you know, going through that first part, the news, and and you don't have any idea Mm -hmm. what you're facing. 
And uh, so what our group, a thing that our group does do is we have information and we buy books so that we can mail them out to people outside our county. And we've done a lot of that. And, and I know people, I, you've prayed for people. The rest of the members support each other as well. And it really forms a little kind of community amongst yourself. Because, like, give some examples. If you were to ask someone that's had a brain injury, what are some of the kind of symptoms or how it changes your life that maybe others don't really understand the impact it has? You know, for example, I think you mentioned, like, being tired and people don't get it. You have to get more rest or... You know, the, the short-term memory is mm-hmm. pretty much everyone has that. Uh, we do work on things to help that, how they need to have notes on everything. Their walking sometimes is very difficult, but we'll see members come in that are really very handicapped, and maybe two years, three years later, they're walking without anything. I mean, with you know, therapies and doctors, you know, it really can help it progress. It's pretty scary in the beginning, and some don't progress as well as others. But the aphasia is bad when you're trying to think of a word and it doesn't come to you, and people think you don't know or you're stupid, they say, but you're not. It's just they need a lot of patience, and they repeat a lot. But their symptoms are all kind of related to that. That short-term memory, I think, is awfully hard. And not being able, I think the reality is they know who they were before, and they can't relate. Why can't? I was the head of Honda. I had figured the payroll, you know, for one of the companies, and I can't even add and subtract now or... I was director of nursing, and I can't even think a thought of nursing without being lost and not knowing what to do. I mean, it's story after story, and it takes a long time for them to say, but I used to, but I used to. It eventually, they accept it, and, you know, that's about all you have to do. And if you have family support or friends, it means everything. It would be frustrating, yeah. very frustrating, because like you said, you knew the person you were, and right. now you're a different person. Do all brain injuries have the same kind of timing for healing? Everybody's different. Most brain injuries take time. Mm-hmm. Concussions sometimes vary. You know, now they know, take them out, rest a few weeks, and see where they're at. But normally, you go through a long process. And that's where it's discouraging. I remember with my daughter in 89 with these voids of memory loss. I mean, she didn't remember high school. She didn't remember her friends all so well. And she was driving in the car. We have these incidents every once in a while, maybe 10 years later. And she'd say, oh, my gosh, I saw, I saw myself at the football game. And I was with all these friends, and I remember, I remember the game and who Mm. we were playing. She's crying on the phone. Mm. She's ecstatic. Mm. And so her doctors say, Julie, that is really amazing because we, a lot of times we never can follow 
the people after so many years, and we don't know how much they can recover. That brain is such a mystery still in so many ways. Have you heard of a book, My Stroke of Insight, before? It was a book I read. Jill Bolt-Taylor was the author, and she was a either a brain surgeon or a brain scientist. And she was helping people with brain injuries and just recovery. And she actually had a stroke herself. And so to have all that knowledge of, you know, this is what my patients have gone through and now experiencing it herself, she said that she knew time was of the essence and that she wasn't going to be able to dial the phone, but she had the insight to open the door so that someone could, could get in the house. She actually had the stroke, and uh, it took her eight full years to recover. But she said she's a much better surgeon now because she can sympathize with what her what her people have gone through. But that was a that was a really good book that I read that I had no idea what it was about until I'll write the name yeah, of that yeah, down. Yeah, my stroke of insight. Yeah, that would be. We carry a lot of books. We carry support group on the brain injury. Um, Life after a brain injury, and just can't think of all of them right now, but um, Chicken Soup has one on brain injury that's Mm. real good, and our members, some of them can identify with the stories that they write. Then, like we had a member pass this year that was a veteran, and one thing our group likes to do is to take books related to that person on brain injury to the library in memory of Uh them. And we took three, and they were on PTSD, and one was on brain injury, and one was on how do I help my parent when they come home and are not the same. It's a children's Uh book. We took that, and we have done that for over the, you know, many years just to uh, stock the library and honor our members. Uh So at the meetings, Becky, do you have speakers sometimes, and do you have other activities outside the hospital meetings? We have wonderful speakers. We appreciate each and every one that give their time. We have a meeting tonight, and we have a um, OT therapist from Mary Rutan Hospital coming as our speaker. We have had wonderful doctors, counselors, dietitians. We like it when we have our Christmas in November and do a special party and have live entertainment. We've had book offers. We have therapists. We have yoga to benefit brain injury. We have nonprofit organizations coming to see what they can offer for our members. We've had talented people that have come and shared their crafts to have our members enjoy making. What you've shared about speakers and presenters you've done, I mean, you're trying to hit all aspects of life. Outside of the hospital walls, what kind of activities do you have maybe that people in your group can participate in? You know, more like fun or enjoyment outside the constraints of a meeting. They love it when we have fundraisers. We will do all kinds of cookie sales. We had a golf fundraiser that was successful and they enjoyed participating in. We love to work with Mary Rutan and have their bike rodeo, which is a big success. And our thing to do is 
we talk to the children about how to protect their brains with helmets when they ride their bikes. And we'll put a melon in a helmet and a melon not in a helmet. And then we drop them in front of the children. And we are showing them how a helmet will protect their heads versus a melon that just goes splash. And they love that. They come back year after year wanting to see it splatter, (laughs) which is, um, I'm hoping that it sticks with them to put their helmet on when they ride their bike. And you had said uh, earlier that one in four is affected in some way with this. And initially when you said that, I was thinking that seemed high, but just since I've been listening to you talk, I thought, well, my son's father-in-law died of a bicycle accident. He had a helmet on, but it was still traumatic. And uh, I had a brother with brain tumors. He had about three or four different surgeries. So, and then when you throw in strokes, I think we all have someone in a family that's had some something along that line. So no doubt that this is a, a big issue. It is a big issue. Yeah. And I go every year to uh, Columbus to the summit they have, learning new things about what they're trying to accomplish and finding out about the brain. Mm-hmm. And I know you put a lot of time into this. It's, I mean, she's volunteering her time. She started the group, and she and her daughter, Julie, lead it. And you've touched a lot of lives. And what's interesting is you're on call 24-7. People feel so comfortable calling you within the group. And that's, that speaks to how your heart is in it. Going along those same lines, if we go back to Holy Moments, did you read the book Holy Moments? Yes, I did. Was there any section that kind of popped out at you that maybe makes sense? And you've got the book there if you even want to look at it or read it or kind of share what means something to you. I did enjoy the book Holy Moments by Matthew Kelly. And on pages 114 and 115, I found... A paragraph that kind of I felt related to this is, um, what are you going to do? Do your part. Start sowing holy moments everywhere you go. Become a movement that is challenging lives one holy moment at a time. How did this happen? It's a miracle, others will say. They are right, but it's a specific type of miracle. It's the type of miracle that is guaranteed to happen when a bunch of people get together and do their part. And I felt that my holy moment was to start and continue as facilitator of our brain injury support group. This is our 14th year. And I noticed when you pulled into the parking lot here at RISE FM, your license plate has B-I-S-G. And that stands for? Brain Injury Support Group. So she is very tagged. She's <laughs> tagged from the inside and she's tagged from the outside to help people that have brain injuries. And and I, I think that's a very specific niche and it's needed. And before you and Julie thought of this, there was nothing for people. There was we no didn't, support. We didn't think of this. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> this but, was, okay, this was a God thing. We were directed because going to that support group years after her injury not really thinking much of it, and having those two people touch us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God places you in places and people around you. And Could you share that? Because after Julie had her rehab, that you ended up 
at, it wasn't in Logan County, but you went to a support group someplace else. And that's where, that's what precipitated the idea. Yes. Okay. Where was that? St. Rita's in Lima. Oh, okay. And so that was the closest one. Yes. You drove to Lima. Yes. And And then, then what happened? Did they kind of give you some ideas of how to start like a seed program here? There's a binder that's full of information on becoming a facilitator, and there's a training. And then Jeannie Horner would come for five years. She would come off and on to our support group, checking if we needed books, if we needed information. I had her number, so if I needed to call her, if somebody approached something that I was not familiar with and they needed answers— Ohio State, the Brain Injury Association of Ohio State has been a wonderful help to me getting this started and supporting me and still supporting me. So you continue to be an advocate for brain injury group in different ways, whether it's talking to people or I think, didn't you mention you even met with some legislators to, Yes, I think recently? Cindy Eyrick and I went to the state house and talked to legislators about funding and mm-hmm. helping. And they wanted to have a facilitator and a person that experienced a head injury to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you volunteer. There's, it's all volunteer work, but there's expenses. How would somebody help you financially? They would call the hospital Again, that would be the best way to you do know, that. You know, I didn't realize how much we could do until one of our members that we were very attached to sadly passed. And his family at his funeral in lieu of flowers gave to our support group. And he was the top engineer at Honda. And all those Japanese workers he was working with, engineers, came and gave. It added up to be a nice start mm-hmm. to opening an account. And we are nonprofit. And so that has given us freedom to help other people reach out for the brain injury bike rodeo. We try to give things that the children can use that um, they will remember their helmet. And we have pamphlets made and uh, you know, we, ha- we had a custom-made helmet made for a young man, and that pleased our group so much, as long as we can do for others. We've had people come to our group speakers that have had terrible issues, like they're paralyzed from their neck down and in a wheelchair, and their story, not a brain injury, but was so inspiring and heartfelt by our group. We just really care about others and want to help others, mm-hmm. it seems. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that's what it's all about. And, yeah. and I'm sure you have felt God working through this in different ways. That where Maybe you've come to a roadblock or something's needed, and I don't know if you have any specifics, but I don't know if you have felt that power and just the comfort of knowing God's with you. Always. <laughs> Always, yes. And and so do the members. And like I have a member coming tonight, and she said, uh, please let me speak first. I need prayers from the group, oh. you know. So we go month to month, but each month their lives, something 
with one of them or several of them is struggling and uh, needs prayers. So God is very much, we're faith, mm-hmm. hope, hope is a big one, faith is a big one in our group. Oh, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Becky, thank you so much for all you do. Like I said, it's your life. It's here on call 24-7. So thank you for starting that group to help others and just the hope you do give people. That's important. I must say that I never thought that I would be a facilitator of a mm-hmm. traumatic brain injury. It's not what you ever want to happen. We don't want members to join our club. Although, yes. <laughs> but it's been a God thing all the way around. And very life-changing, too. Very sure. much so. So in closing, Becky, would you mind just repeating where people, if they need support, if they have had a brain injury or they have a loved one with brain injury, who should they call and go about being a part of your program? You can call my number, which is 937-441-1895. Dodds Hall will give it out. It's on Google. If you Google support groups in Logan County, it'll give it out. Mary Rutan will give it out. If you would like to talk to me, sometimes people like to kind of feel out what you offer before they come, if it's a fit. Sometimes a parent will want to come before they bring their child just to make sure that this group will help them. So please don't hesitate to call 937-441-1895. The last thing I would like to share is from my daughter who wanted me to say, sometimes things happen that are not good in our lives. But we know by believing in God and praying for each other in our group helps a lot. Our support group is a caring and definitely there for each other. Thanks for listening to Discovering Our Very Best podcast. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with friends. Remember, when there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. The Rise FM Podcast Network.